As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Proceed with caution. Be jealous about your assets. Protect your assets. Make sure you've got plenty of liquidity yourself. And if you're going to put your money in somebody else's hands... You want to know that they know what they're doing. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Ted Green. Ted, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for joining us. Looking forward to our conversation. A little bit about Ted. He is the Investor Relations Manager at Spartan Investment Group and has over 20 years of real estate experience. Their portfolio consists of 14 properties and they've taken 10 properties full cycle. The headquarters are based in Golden, Colorado, and the website is spartan-investors.com. So Ted, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? Sure. Boy, going way back into the early 1990s, I started at Merrill Lynch as a investment advisor right after college. And I turned that into almost 25 years of asset management at Merrill Lynch UBS Financial Services and was a chief compliance officer for a number of years friend of mine and I, we launched a retirement account facilitation company, which we subsequently sold to a large group out of New York. And after that project wrapped up, I reconnected with Ryan, who's one of the owners at Spartan Investment Group and joined Spartan last summer as investor relations manager. Great. And so as a manager of investor relations, what does your day-to-day week-to-week look like? What types of things are you focused on? I get to play in my sandbox. (laughs) I enjoy people. I've got a little scar tissue. People have different backgrounds and different paths to where they're at now. So last week on, I think it was Wednesday, I got to talk to 10 different potential investors for Spartan. And and that's abnormally heavy. But on a day-to-day basis, I get to interface with existing investors and new investors to Spartan which are a little secret, but I can't believe these guys pay me to do what I do. It's really fun. It's a way to keep a pulse on what's happening in the marketplace. And I truly enjoy it. 
Nice. So if you speak with the current investors and then prospective investors, what types of things are you talking about? Maybe as an example, what's a common conversation that you have? So you scheduled a talk to Theo Hicks at noon on Wednesday. How does the conversation kick off? What are the things you guys talk about? Is it mostly to the Q&A or is this more getting to know each other? And the reason why I'm asking is just to kind of extract some best practices that people can use when they're speaking with investors coming from someone who you know, has been doing this for so long. Yeah. So a broad overview of our corporation, our infrastructure, the asset types that we focus on, which predominantly is self-storage, class B, class C properties. But when we really start to dive into the plumbing of what makes this work, I'm trying to get the conversation teed up so that we're looking at the net operating income increase that comes from an expansion of a storage facility. And I want to compare and contrast that slowly with the investor as compared to their bond portfolio. Many investors have a wad of dough in their corporate 401k. And what we're seeing is the age-old rule of thumb, your age, a percent sign behind it, that's what you should have in the bond market. Okay, but the bond market is at zero. So what do you do? Do you really harvest some gains from your stock mutual funds in your 401k? Truthfully, not a lot of investors actually do that. They tell themselves, I'm going to watch it really close. But like we saw with COVID, nobody got out of the stock market before COVID. So anyway, let me get back to answering your question. Investors are looking for a bond surrogate. And when we dissect how the increase in net operating income divided by the going cap rate of the marketplace, call it somewhere between five and six. If you can add a hundred units at a storage facility, you're really looking at probably a $1.2 million increase to the value of the property. So if you can add three or 400 units because you got some big grungy looking parking lot in a neighborhood that's growing, you're really onto something. So in the bond market, when interest rates go up, bond values mathematically go down. There's a huge difference between coupon and yield. And investors, if that doesn't resonate, take some time tonight to digest that. So as interest rates may rise at some point in our lifetime, and maybe it's coming sooner than later, there's a decline in value. And just a teaser here, by the way, everybody, as some of us are aware, the Department of Labor just this past summer in 2020 has made the announcement that private investments are now eligible to be held inside the target maturity mutual funds. So that the 2030 mutual fund or the 2050 retirement date mutual fund in your 401k is going to start to include private investments multifamily, industrial, retail, you name it. So anyway, back to the question, Theo, we're driving at why the valuation over the next three to four years simply has to grind higher, even in the face of a rising interest rate environment. And that's such an interesting conversation to have with investors because it's not uncommon to have a million and a half or 2 million in the 401k and we're kind of nervous about the stock market. And now wait a minute, Let's look at the self-directed IRA opportunity for some of your retirement dollars, and let's look at how we push values higher 
due to our deep value add bias. So I ran long in the two third field, but I like it. It's fun. It's really important to investors. And once you get your arm around the mechanics of driving net operating income higher and why that pushes the market value higher, we can handle a 10 year bond that's yielding 3%. We can handle that. So that's what I do. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget to actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. That's what makes sense. So basically you give an overview of the company, what you guys do, and then explain to them the value proposition of the company, which is that increase in NOI that comes from adding a storage unit. So after you had this conversation, a typical conversation, do you find typical objections that you get from people that you speak to, or by the time they speak to you, they're already on board and investing They just need some more understanding education on what it actually looks like. Yeah. I think that investors, this notion of putting assets with a syndicator, probably 50 or 75% of the time, it's the investor's first time they're talking with a syndicator. And that just kind of has to germinate and grow on the mind of the investor. People don't just rush out and spend our minimum is 50,000 for either debt or equity. People don't spend 50,000 with just a month or two. So you have to kind of grow it. But when you start to peel away the layers of investing in real estate, a lot of people have considered, well, maybe I'll buy a condo that's 800 square feet or 1500 square feet. And When we analyze, well, okay, where's the value add? Well, I'm assuming it's just going to appreciate in value, Ted. Well, now, wait a minute. We've got QE infinity and some point that ends. And and what happens if interest rates start to rise? And what happens if the market value starts to correct? And do you really have enough cash reserve should that asset sit empty? And Theo, I am in no way frowning 
on any portion of a real estate portfolio that is carefully selected because you really should maintain exposure to the core four, but you also need to have a game plan. Hope is not a strategy. So when we start to drill down on, okay, mathematically, how can we both get comfortable with the argument for why I gain exposure to the asset class, don't put a gob in, maybe 2% to 10% of your liquid net worth should be in a private investment and measure the maturity dates. Don't have everything coming due in four or five years. Don't have five projects coming due in five years. Be measured. And when you place that capital and have a laddered approach to when your guess as to when they mature. Um, But anyway, our approach is intriguing. It's mathematical and we're just driving net operating income higher, which pushes market values higher in the face of a rising interest rate environment. It's just fun. You kind of alighted my next question by saying that when you talk to them, these are kind of germinate in their mind for a little bit. They need to think about it because this is the first time they've talked to a syndicator. Typically, how long until someone invests? And then from that first point of contact to them deciding to invest, what's your process? Do you just talk to them one time and then let them lose to think about it? And if they come back, great. If not, then that's fine. Or is there a very specific follow-up process you have where you email them once a month or you call them once a month or something? After my initial call, I really encourage people to just go do a deep dive on our YouTube channel where we dissect pretty much every topic that relates to self-storage, bonus depreciation, how to read a K-1, What's our underwriting process? What does it look like? The list goes on and on and on of the 10 or 15 minute YouTube videos that we have. And I'll just tell people, line up your favorite two or three topics and push play when you're in the car. And instead of listening to NPR, listen to one of us goofballs at Spartan Investment Group and just come along with us and get to know us our investment process, it's a soft commit. So the investor completes a subscription agreement. It's not binding. They don't need to send the funds. And because our deals do get subscribed fairly quickly, it's a good way to get your place in line. And then you can back out and you don't have to follow through and fund the investment. So back to the question, it's an ongoing dialogue. The last thing Spartan wants to do is have somebody feel pressured. We would like them to comfortably grow their understanding of our marketplace, certainly know the risks. Don't get out over the end of your skis by way of your personal liquidity. We're looking for investors that are with us 10 years from now, 15 years from now, that are on the holiday card list. We've done a couple of transactions with, but they also have syndicators in other asset classes that they've gotten to know, like, and trust. And so that's the game and it's don't hurry something like that. I guess that's my point. Sure. That's what makes sense. So, so you talk to them, you tell them the YouTube video, but then are they coming back to you and you kind of leave the, put the ball in their court or is there some sort of follow-up that you'll do after a certain amount of time just to touch base and see if they're ready to invest or if they want to learn more, talk again, or is it just all kind of in their court? And then if they come to invest, great. If not, then you give them their time. It's really in their court. The appetite currently, I think, because for a short period of time, multifamily is taking a little breather. Maybe that's the way to put it and not in all markets, but in some markets, it may be investors have a couple of allocations. So they're looking for a different type of allocation. 
we don't have as much deal flow as we have interest for deals. And that's because our CEO, Scott, was a army captain in Iraq, and he doesn't like getting in bad situations. I can promise you that. The co-owner of Spartan is a former commercial airline pilot, Ryan, Mr. Checklist, we call him, and he doesn't want to get in a bad spot either. So there's an appetite for more deal flow. So investors hear from us by email when we have a transaction we're bringing, but it's really on the investor to circle back to us to monitor our electronic communications and outreach when we have a deal that's available. Got it. Are those the only emails you guys send out just when you have a deal or are you sending out newsletters to your investors as well? Existing investors, we communicate monthly and we do video calls quarterly with a broad overview of the portfolio on a quarterly basis, but then monthly electronic communication as to updates. So we try to stay in front of the committed investors that are partnered with us on a monthly basis. And then the prospective investors, they only get contacted with a deal. Correct. Okay, Ted, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I think investors really need to have an attitude that the investment dollars that they have should be protected. I recently had a couple of people in the office here and where our headquarters are Golden, Colorado, and then Ryan and Jackie and I are in Seattle and a couple of people were in the office. And as a side conversation, one of the gentlemen mentioned that he was looking at a duplex to buy and he just needed the down payment on the, I think it was a $650,000 purchase price. He just needed the down payment and he was going to have to find it from a different investor. And what occurs to me is there's not a lot of room for things to go wrong. And behavioral economics is a thing in academia because it's a thing in the real world. And we've had the wind to our back the last decade, quantitative easing, low interest rates. And I think some investors may be persuaded or encouraged to look at the marketplace and just Thing, things just go up. They always go up and you don't need to plan for things to go wrong. And as sure as I'm sitting here, that's not real world. The business place, it's a fist fight at times and other people want your assets, but they don't want to pay you what you want to be paid. And it's dangerous. What if you have an AC unit go out for your storage unit or your multifamily apartment building, and then you get a property tax increase? You could blow through $250,000 by Friday of this week if both of those things happen. So I think a lot of people just think, look how much money I can make, as opposed to the first question really should be, how bad could this be for me? And things can change. Nobody saw COVID coming. We might be at a 10-year bond yielding 3% by June of this year. Who knows? So proceed with caution. Be jealous about your assets. Protect your assets. Make sure you've got plenty of liquidity yourself. And if you're going to put your money in somebody else's hands, you want to know that they know what they're doing. That's great advice. Ted, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, first, a quick word from our sponsor. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about RentReady because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. RentReady is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With RentReady, you're able to collect rent online and get paid, find the perfect tenant with a built-in screening and listing service, and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. 
They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. And the best part, RentReady is unlimited. That's right. All this is flat priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only 54 bucks at RentReady.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I dot com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at RentReady.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Okay, Ted, what is the best ever book you've recently read? There's a book out that was written specifically for storage, which is, that's our sandbox. The book is called Self-Storage Domination. Jim Ross and Matt Van Horn wrote that. That's a good one. It gives you clarity as to how an asset should go up in price if you build a bunch of storage units in some dirt or gravel parking lot and just increase the footprint by 50%. It's not rocket science, but there's a lot of meat in that book. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I think I would do the same darn thing with Ryan and Scott, but I would suggest to them, let's start with the receivers. And receivers are court-appointed trustees of a corporation's assets that has gone insolvent and usually it's some kind of bankruptcy filing. And the small bank, this is not a Bank of America or Wells Fargo request, but the small banks that are facing a charge-off on their balance sheet, they just want that liability paid. So if somebody shows up and says, hey, we've got 8 million bucks, why don't you let us take that asset off your hand for the 8 million that was owed to you? You don't have to take a write down. You will get traction. So I would be willing to be the tip of the spear on that approach because that's got legs. And I think we've got a number of people in the current operating market that they're a little bit extended. And unfortunately that does come back to roost eventually. I think how to ask this question for the, the best ever deal. So you can take this one of two ways. You can talk about the best ever deal that you've been involved in, or maybe a time that you spoke to an investor and it ended up being the most amount of money that anyone's invested with Spartan because of this conversation you had with them. We like tertiary markets or markets that are out of the downtown. We're not going to ever buy a property in downtown Seattle. We do have a property in Black Diamond, which is a smaller town 30 minutes away from Seattle. And this is three years ago before I was a part of Spartan, three and a half years ago, actually. Ryan got a hold of some property just outside of Black Diamond. 
And that was just a couple of million dollars, two and a half, three million dollars for purchase and entitlements. That property is July or August of this year will have the certificate of occupancy. And that is somewhere between a 25 and a $30 million asset. So of course, we'll wait till we've got CFO to do anything with it. But it's nice to go from a place you've got a bunch of big old cows. We all love a good cow. It's nice to see that move through that whole life cycle. And now we've got a big class A property sitting there that it's cool. It's just cool. What is the best ever way you'd like to give back? With Scott's background in the Army, we've got a number of nonprofits that we support. The Special Forces Foundation, Rescue Freedom, the University of Michigan's Neurology Department, the Second Wind Foundation come to mind. I think there's a couple more out there, but they've slipped my mind. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? The best place to find me is on LinkedIn. So Ted Green on LinkedIn with Spartan. I've got an E on the end of my name and that's probably the best way to track me down. Perfect title. Thank you so much for joining us today and providing us with your best ever advice. We really went into a lot of detail on what the process looks like from speaking with someone for the first time. It was their first time ever speaking with a syndication group to them eventually investing in their first deal and they can have everything in between. So I really appreciate you going into a lot of detail on specifically what you guys do to bring an investor. First time talking to investing in the deal and then your best ever advice, which was all about making sure you're protecting your money, either whether you're investing it yourself or investing it with someone else and making sure that you don't have that attitude of well, things are just going to just always go up and up and up and I can do whatever and it's going to be perfectly fine. Don't think that way. Make sure that your assets are protected. So Ted, again, really appreciate you coming on and speaking with us today. Best ever listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.